Welcome back to another episode of That Football Stats Podcast. I am your host, Joe, and the founder and developer of oddalerts.com. And in this one, segments are back. We've got three things that we're going to be looking at, keeping it very simple. The first of those three things is winners and losers. So we're going to be taking a look at who came out on top in the festive period in the Premier League and in a couple of places around Europe as well. And after winners and losers is another segment that people love the first time, so why not bring it back? Sensible bet builders. And for that one, we will be focusing on a single game and the biggest game of 2024 so far when that day comes around. It's a game on New Year's Day. And we will end this episode with a predictions digest, which is a new segment. And in this one, we will take a look at all the top performing users on Odd Alerts for predictions. We will look at the rankings. We'll take a look at some of the best predictions that have been made. And I will also be announcing a prize for the player that is top of the leaderboard for December come midnight on the 31st. Come 23.59. Midnight on New Year's Day. So plenty to get through. Let's get started, shall we, with winners and losers. So winners and losers then, and we'll start in the Premier League. And I thought a good way to do this would be to take a look at the Premier League table now after 19 games played. So we are at the halfway point. New Year is upon us. It will be. It's the 29th. As I'm recording this, you could be watching or listening to it New Year's Day, whenever. Hello, if you're from the future. So who's going to be my winner? Is it Hoyland who got his first goal? Is it Brighton who dismantled Tottenham? That performance was incredible. Vicario uh, keeping out a couple of goals in the first half. It could have been so much more for Brighton. And a Tottenham loser, I would put them sort of in the middle. They are very, very unlucky with injuries and uh, Romero for another four or five weeks now. I don't think they've had a great festive period, but I'm not going to put them as my loser. Now, a contender for winner is David Moyes and West Ham, no doubt about it. They are six in the Premier League now, and they just recorded a victory, a 2-0 victory at the Emirates. That is not easy to do. Yes, Arsenal missed a lot of chances, and for Arsenal, this is a massive sign that they need to go out in January and get Ivan Toney, get Ossiemen, get whoever it is. Ossiemen's probably a summer target for many clubs, given that he's got a release clause in his contract now. But last night, just on Arsenal, are they a loser? Again, it's like Spurs, they're not the loser within the whole festive period, of course, but this is a bit of a dent for them. For the confidence of those players that missed a handful of chances, Saka could have had a hat-trick. Jesus has a couple of chances, especially the header at the back post, where if it's Ivan Tony, it's a goal. If it's Ivan Tony, it's on target. This is the thing, you've got to work the keeper, that's bare minimum. And if you look around the teams, one of the winners, they've not even played in the festive period, they played once, is Manchester City. They are undoubtedly one of the winners, maybe the winner, <laughs> without playing much of this festive period. They are five points off Liverpool with a game in hand. For Man City, those numbers are, are, are nothing really, given how they've clawed back titles in the past. Even last season, you know, they, they're going to go on a run, aren't they? When Haaland's back, when De Bruyne's back. The only thing that could throw a spanner in the works is another Rodri injury or suspension because John Stone's came off again uh, with an injury. He seems to be injured again, so it's not been great for John Stones because I thought myself that him coming in, steadying the defence and midfield would be what gets them onto that great run of form that we all know is coming, that we all know they're capable of. And they did get a result at Everton as well, which is um, a tough place to go, as we've seen in recent weeks. They, they too have had a fantastic festive period. Aston Villa, I think the fans that dared to dream might have been 
you know, brought back down to earth a little bit. I don't think they're in a title race. And Unai Emery's reaction after the game was was quite nice. He said, you know, the reporter said to him, what went wrong or something along those lines. I can't remember the exact words, but he was, you know, just smiling. He said, 39 points, this is amazing. And um, it absolutely is. They're flying. Can they get Champions League? That will be the goal. European football, Europa League, um, would have probably been the target for Unai Emery. Aston Villa he got them into the Conference League last year I don't think anybody expected him to get into Europe last year but they were just superb um, since he's been there they've been superb what a great coach he is now on to the winners and losers then and it comes a little bit lower in the table I've actually got a couple of losers the first is Brentford six defeats in the last seven games for Thomas Frank they've really struggled with injuries this year Ivan Tony not being available because of suspension as well I said this on a, a TikTok video recently, but I'll say it again here on the podcast. I just think they need to get to January. Sell Ivan Tony. Don't delay the inevitable. Don't try and haggle for an extra 10, 15, whatever, because ultimately they need to go out and uh, bolster the squad as well, because Thomas Frank shouldn't be sacked. He's done a fantastic job there. He's a great coach, but they just need a little bit of a reset. It seems There seems to be a lot of tired legs in the squad. If you watch the defending when they conceded four at home to Wolves, other managers, that kind of result might tip you over the edge, especially after losing you know, six out of seven. But Thomas Frank, it is clear that there are other things, other factors at play here. It's not as if he's a bad coach. So yeah, for Brentford, they are one of my losers over this period. They need to get in, reassess um, and spend the Ivan Tony money well. Another loser um, is Newcastle, unfortunately. Um, you know, they play these games where you think, okay, they're gonna, this is it, they're gonna, you know, start to bounce back. And um, they're down to ninth now, and their December reads like this. It started well with a, a victory over Man United at home, then a 3-0 defeat at Everton, a 4-1 defeat at Tottenham, then they crashed out of Europe. Uh, they were beat by Milan, of course, at home again. They beat Fulham, and then they lost to Chelsea on penalties, it was, wasn't it, in the quarterfinal of the uh, EFL Cup. Then they lost to Luton, and then they lost at home most recently to Nottingham Forest. Chris Wood coming back and turning into prime Messi for 60 minutes or so. Those finishes, uh, the two of the finishes anyway, were, were sensational, world-class. The composure as well. <laughs> Maybe he feels at home on St. James's Park. Um, and next up, four... Newcastle, who were one of my losers over the festive period. You know, again, it's sort of like Brentford and Eddie Howe. I think if they get their players back, Tonali as well, we've got to remember, sort of taken away from them by suspension as well. They've had injuries and suspensions at times to Bruno, um, Wilson and Isak both out for periods. So I'm sure Newcastle can turn it round, but at the same time, they would not have expected Aston Villa to be doing what they're doing this season. They would not have expected City to have been wobbling as they have. It's, it sort of feels like a chance missed for Newcastle. And going into January, just listen to the fixtures for Newcastle. They've got Liverpool away on the opening day. Then they've got Sunderland away in the FA Cup. What a fixture that will be. First time they played in ages. And then they host Man City on the 14th for Jam. And then they go away to Aston Villa. That is their January so far. I'm not sure if any fixtures can be added or moved around. They're out of Europe though, and they're out of the Carabao Cup as well. So that FA Cup tie, is a big, big game for them away at Sunderland. Cannot wait for that one. That one is on the 6th of January. So they're my losers from the festive period. Now my winner is Bournemouth. Absolutely no doubt about it. Let me just read you what they did in December. So 3rd of December, they hosted Aston Villa, who were you know on fire. 
and they drew with Aston Villa. They then went to Palace and won 2-0. They then went to Old Trafford and won 3-0. They then went to Nottingham Forest and won 3-2. So three away games on the bounce there in December in a very busy period, and they won three out of three. Incredible. They then beat Fulham 3-0 at home, um, a Fulham team who at that point were scoring for fun. So an unbeaten month, and four wins out of five for Iriola and his team who are just growing in confidence every day. And it is a good advert for why you should stick with a manager. And there were people calling for him to be sacked, of course there were. There were pundits calling for him to be sacked without really looking at who they played in the opening seven games and actually watching those games and seeing that in moments things did work. They just need to make more of those moments within a game. They needed consistency of performance. And they've got it now. They, they are all over teams. Um, they're a horrible team to play against. They choose their moments so well, especially away from home. And those, you know, three away games, um, the Man United game, they were absolutely superb. And it just makes the relegation battle this season all that more interesting because teams are just finding a bit of form now. I think there's going to be one or two big teams dragged into it this year. Not saying they'll go down, but I just think they'll get dragged into it because you can see now Sheffield United under Wilder picking up some narrow home victories right one nils or a two one or you know scrappy points they're gonna get them because he shored them up defensively another winner of the festive period uh was amazon i really like the the service that they offer this isn't an advert to go and sign up for prime but it, i just i just want to watch more games on amazon um yeah the commentators the presenters and stuff like that the the way it's just sort of so accessible from the Fire Stick or whatever, that's how I used it. So I was already in their ecosystem of, of apps and stuff. But it's the same if you watch the MLS with, with Apple TV, that they're doing a really good job. And um, is that sort of thing going to be coming for the Premier League in the future? Some other winners that deserve a mention, Leicester City uh, unbeaten in the last five games in the Championship, as you would expect. Um, and they have pulled away slightly five points now between them and Ipswich. Ipswich had a heavy defeat to Leeds and uh, Southampton are, are shooting up the table as well. They've found some form, also unbeaten in the last five. So let us know if you're watching this on YouTube or TikTok or wherever, who are your winners and losers from the festive period? I mentioned Rasmus Hoyland as well at the top of the video. He got his first goal. He was absolutely overjoyed. I think there was tears uh, at one moment and it was a good finish. Yeah, very good finish. He's still not getting the service, is he? Because that was a, you know, a bounce from a corner and he took it well he was acting on instinct but he needs consistent service i might do more championship stuff on the podcast let me know what you think about that because i've just been looking at the table as i'm recording the video and uh, yeah it's very interesting there's a lot of good storylines obviously i'm a blackpool fan so preston starting the season and what was it winning every game or whatever conceding zero goals they did it last year as well and now they're ninth just two wins in the last five games and a 5-1 home defeat uh to watford on the 16th of december Big win for them on Boxing Day against Leeds, who were down to 10 men. So, as always in the Championship, it is very tight. So, just let me know if you want more Championship content. More than happy to do it. I've got player data, XG, all that good stuff. Now, on to Sensible Bet Builder. So, now it is time for a Sensible Bet Builder. I debuted uh, this on another podcast, um, a previous episode, and uh, people loved it. So, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll make this a, a more consistent thing. And in this one, I'm going to take a look at an individual game. Um, I think we created a treble last time out, didn't we? 
and it is probably the biggest game of New Year's Day. In fact, it definitely is. Liverpool hosting Newcastle United. Can't wait for this one. And we can see here Liverpool is still unbeaten. They've won 78% of home games. And the away form for Newcastle, well, there's no getting around it. It is dreadful. Um, 0.56 points per game. They've won just 11% of games, which is equal to basically one of their games, which was Sheffield United away, the 8-0 game. Seems a bit of an anomaly, doesn't it, when you look at the rest of their data. It's crazy how at home, if we toggle the home form here, they can be so solid, there can be many clean sheets, but away from home, it's a different story. And I think recently, in general, it is a different story. If we just look at all of their games from the Christmas period, I mentioned earlier on this podcast episode um, that they are one of my losers for the festive period. If you look at the goals conceded as well, three to Everton, four to Spurs, and then three at home to Forest. The question is, as we build this sensible bet builder, is basically how many are Liverpool going to score here? Because if we look at their home form, it has dried up, actually. They played United didn't score, probably should have scored, and then they drew with Arsenal, didn't they? Tough game, of course, but again, they, they probably should have scored another goal in that game. Trent Alexander-Arnold hitting the bar. But in general, you would not really bet on Liverpool to lose this game, looking at their general form. They've lost one game this season. They are well in this title race, and they will want to stay there. They will want to stay at the top of the table. It's currently two points, but Arsenal play at Fulham before this game. I think it's on New Year's Eve, that one. So there might be some added pressure on Liverpool to reclaim that top spot if Arsenal have, in fact, beaten Fulham. So let's look at the goals then as we continue to build a picture in our head of this game and how it might go. That's the way I'm going to do these sensible bet builders, we look at the data and then we just try and build a picture. What is the most likely outcome? Um, and uh, within that likely outcome, we'll also try and look at some of those anomalies like the 8-0. Newcastle's away games have seen more goals on average, although Liverpool are scoring a lot more than Newcastle. So the average goals per game for Liverpool, 3.11 at home. And for Newcastle, 3.56. But be careful with any averages in, in any walk of life because they're factoring in outliers which in Newcastle's case you've got the 8-0 away drumming if you take away those eight goals they've scored 14 overall Newcastle if you take away eight that they scored at Sheffield United or maybe take away six you know it's not every day that a team goes and scores eight so you've just got to factor that in as well when you're talking about someone like Newcastle it has been really really poor away from home they've conceded two goals per game on average and um, on the other side of that coin Liverpool's home form conceded just six goals which equates to 0.67 goals per game. And three of those six goals came in a game when Alisson wasn't playing against Fulham. So defensively, Liverpool have been superb, probably one of the best teams in the league, to be honest, which is strange because when I watch them, some of the games, the defenders can be a little bit erratic at times. Van Dijk has been superb, don't get me wrong. At the start of the season, whoever was playing next to him was leaving space potentially getting caught in some areas and I think they've got better because if you look at the form as well for Liverpool they conceded in seven of the first eight games that they played this season we'll also check out cards first and then we will head to bet365 just to see what the odds are I think it's important to do it in that that way as well don't don't go on to bet365 first and then let the odds dictate what you think about the game look at the data first try and work up a picture and of course, because this is Premier League, this is for fun. This is, you know, with our own sort of biases and um, 
Because people watch the Premier League so much, people have opinions on the players and the way different teams are playing. And you also have recency bias as well. If you just watched a game, uh, let's say you just watched Wolves when they were on TV and they were fantastic, you just have that in your mind, regardless of who they were playing next. Whereas if you you know, if you're value betting or something like that and you never even look at the teams, uh, you never watch them play, I just think those kind of methods are probably going to be more successful long term than if you are trying to, let's say you're trying to consistently make money by betting on the Premier League, you might be able to find value in some areas like player props, card betting for sure, but even in those markets because it's such a popular league, you've got to make sure you get on those games as soon as they're launched on Pinnacle on Bet365. And you can do that using oddalerts.com. You can set alerts, they are called availability alerts. You can set up all of the leagues that you wanna be alerted for, and then you just select the type of markets. There's also foul alerts if you're into player bookings, another very good strategy because of some of the odds that get offered in play. So you can say, tell me if a player has had four or more fouls and he's not been booked yet, and then you can go and check out his data and see how many cards he's got this season. Check out the referee data as well at the same time. So that was a quick plug for Odd Alerts. You can go to oddalerts.com slash alerts if you're logged in or oddalerts.com slash pro if you're not and you can check out all of the features and benefits. Thanks. So Newcastle have struggled away from home. Have they been getting frustrated in those games? Let's take a look at the cards. Well, they've been booked in 78% of games and for Liverpool, they've been booked in 67% of home games. I think that's probably because they have so much of the ball. If we look at Liverpool's away games, for example, it goes to 100%. So Liverpool have been booked in every single away game they've played. That is not true for Newcastle, though. What about the opponents being booked? So when Liverpool play at home, their opponent gets booked in 89% of games. Of course, if you've got players like Diaz, Jota, Nunez, uh, Salah, of course. And for Newcastle, when they play away from home, their opponents have been booked in every single game. The, the first half cards average for Liverpool is very high at home, 2.44. They are not the ones receiving, uh, that is 0.67, but in terms of the opponent, 1.78 for first half cards. So a Liverpool really looking to get these games won in the first half. Is there a lot of energy in the first half? Because usually, you know, I would say the general trend in football is that there are fewer cards. One, because most teams are just feeling each other out. They don't try and go gung-ho from the first minute. But two, because there's also a general trend with referees doing that as well. The referees want to keep their cards in their pockets. So unless there is a frantic end-to-end -end start and there's a lot of space from the first minutes, then it's it's not likely that you see cards but in Liverpool and Newcastle we have two teams that do like to play on the front foot now maybe that's been Newcastle's problem um, away from home I remember the game they played against Bournemouth where Bournemouth were absolutely all over them it was so easy for them to get in behind uh, they've got Botman back now which could well which is a big boost no doubt about it Trippier had a, a terrible December um, in terms of the mistakes he made, but he seems to be coming back into things now as well. As things stand, Newcastle will be without Lascelles, Anderson, Willock, Murphy, Barnes, Target, Pope and Tonali. So that list, although it's still quite long, it is getting smaller and uh, Botman being back is, is great. Lewis Hall is, is back on the bench and uh, they're, you know, they're trying to fit him into the team in some way. Livramento. Um, has played well this season as well. So I think they just need to get that, that first 11 back. Tonali being out is is really the, the big blow for, for Newcastle. Now they're going to have to go and, and look at someone like uh, Calvin Phillips potentially. For Liverpool, they are likely to be without McAllister, Thiago still, Matip uh, with his ACL of course, and Andy Robertson 
unlikely to make it for this one. Uh, Tamiskas as well is out, so left back will be an interesting one. Um, keep an eye on who starts there, potentially Gomez, but it could be an area that Newcastle look to exploit, and they have got good wingers. And of course, Trippier getting down that right side could be very interesting. So certainly somewhere that I'm sure Eddie Howe will look to exploit. I've also seen Anthony Gordon going over to that right side in the last couple of games. He's been popping up all over that front line. And could he have an impact on this game? I think he could. Let's head over to uh, Bet365 and we'll check out the latest odds for this game. So for there to be a first half card, it's 1.2. That seems very low to me. Those odds have been squashed. That used to be quite high for the Premier League. Certainly not as low as 1.2 a couple of years ago, from what I remember anyway. In the last five games as well, Liverpool averaging 8.4 shots on target per game now the first selection for me is going to be anthony gordon to have a shot on target um he played very well in that reverse leg in the first half anyway there was you know shouts on commentary that get trent alexander arnold off the pitch he's going to be sent off uh, got an early yellow card and gordon was buzzing around and he's he's been a bright spark to be honest for for newcastle this season there's been times where he's been playing as the nine and as i said before he's been getting across the the front three in uh, recent weeks 0.97 shots on target per 90 so you know literally just under one and the odds are 2.25 for anthony gordon so we'll go ahead and add him to the bet in terms of fouls committed you've got bruno in the middle diaz for liverpool joe linton uh mcallister four south americans there make up the top four between these two squads slobbers lie with uh, 21 fouls in 19 games kieran trippier 20 in 18 if we toggle this for per 90 we'll see that it is endo actually so the time that he spends on the pitch he's actually averaging a lot more fouls than other players now this is where i don't like um the options on bet365 they're not offering endo they just don't want to so you've got grabenberg who could play might not play you've got trent who obviously did get booked in the previous game, and you've got Virgil van Dijk. So any of these would take it up to threes and above, but to be honest, I'm not going to add them because this is why you should look at the data first. Again, because if you just went here, you would then feel that you have to pick one of these three. Um, why are they not offering the full squad? They don't want to price it up. Why don't they want to price it up? Because they don't want you to pick it. Endo, if he plays, will definitely be pressed by that Newcastle defence. He's been good, don't get me wrong, he's had a good December, Endo, but when he receives that ball, there's still much better players than him at you know getting it off to another player quickly. Um, so I think he can be pressed and um, they'll, be, they'll be looking to do that Newcastle because that's what they're all about. Tonali is still fifth in this list, by the way. Um, fouls per 90 and uh, yeah, he's only played eight games. I'm not going to add a player booking to this, but Anthony Gordon is top of the pile when you're looking at player bookings in terms of yellow cards. He's had seven yellow cards in 18 games. Bruno has had seven. McAllister, who's out for this game, has had five. Endo has had four. And uh, Kieran Trippier has had five as well. So we're at 2.25 now with that Anthony Gordon shot on target. And I do believe Liverpool will win this game. And clearly the bookmakers do as well. The odds are really, really short for this. So I do think it'll be a feisty one. What I'm going to do is add some card plays. And um, I think there'll be a first half card. But again, it's is it worth it? Is it worth that risk given how low the odds were? 1.2 the odds were. But as we saw before, the data for a first half card for Liverpool, um, in terms of their opponents anyway, is quite high. 
So at home, Liverpool are averaging 22.4 shots per game. Now, if we look um, at Liverpool to have over 16, it gets us up to 3.10. If we look at the last five games overall for Newcastle, they are conceding 16 shots per game. If we look at away, that goes to 18. If we look at overall form, so it'll, it'll include all of their games this season, it goes to 14.78 shots against per game. I'm actually going to go overs here on 16 and a half shots for Liverpool. Um, let's see how this one plays out. As I say, this is for fun, but at the same time, trying to keep it sensible, trying to keep the odds maybe three to fives. What I will also add to this is over one card in the second half. And if we add the result as Liverpool, we get sixes. And I'm, uh, yeah, I think I'm happy with that. We've got Anthony Gordon shot on target, over 16.5 shots for Liverpool, over one card in the second half. Again, First half card data looks very good for Liverpool. It's also quite likely that Liverpool could score in the first half. Um, Newcastle, they're like a wounded animal. You don't know if they're going to attack now and um, get their energy and bite back or if they're just going to continue lying on the floor. But I think even if Newcastle show what we know they've got, I still think this Liverpool team at the moment and defensively, um, they are doing really well. The left-back will be an issue, though. This is the thing. Some of these games, you, you know that certain things in-game could change everything. If they start this game and Newcastle are having so much joy down that left side of Liverpool, um, then it just ch changes the complexion of the game. Maybe Jurgen Klopp has to go to his bench. They have to find a different solution. Yeah, so quite happy with this sensible bet builder here. We've got Anthony Gordon to have a shot on target. Over 16 and a half shots for Liverpool. Over one card in the second half. Again, the first half card data looks good if you want to add that into your sensible bet builder. I just think the odds are too low for me. I think they're 1.18 or 1.2, um, even though the data is good. I always think those first half cards are a risk because I just think naturally referees want to keep the cards in the pockets for as long as possible. So that's sort of working against you. And then finally, match result to be Liverpool, and that is coming in at sixes. So what are your thoughts on this? Would you change anything? Um, what do you think will happen in this game? Leave a comment and uh, you'll automatically be entered into a draw to win Odd Alerts Pro. Uh, I announced the winners on Sunday on YouTube. If you've commented on YouTube or Twitter or wherever you're watching this video, you'll see the winners announced. And um, thank you for, for joining this segment of uh, Sensible Bet Builders. If you're listening to the podcast right now, we'll jump into the next section. If you're watching on YouTube, remember to subscribe and, and uh, comment and like and all that good stuff. So in this final segment, we'll be taking a look at the predictions on Odd Alerts and the table, the rankings for December, because I'm going to be giving £50 to the winner. And I'm also going to be announcing some new features to predictions soon that will take us into the new year. Uh, we're going to have leagues. We're going to have different types of rankings. So you'll be able to see who is top for BTTS, who is top at predicting over 2.5 goals, this or that. You get the idea. But for now, for December, Rob is top. And whoever finishes top, as I say, will receive £50 from me. And um, another thing that we're going to do in, in the next year as well is distribute prizes between these leagues. So if you finish in the top Premier League or whatever it's decided to be called, I'm still working on the names, but you can imagine an actual league pyramid similar to the Premier League EFL where the, the money flows down, that, that sweet parachute payments, so to speak. 
because as I said on the yearly review video, if you've not checked that out, you can check it out on YouTube. It is a long one, you know, grab a cup of tea or whatever. Um, it's like 37 minutes long, but it is everything that launched on AudioAlerts in the past year. And uh, it's also a look at what's coming forward. And um, yeah, to add to that with predictions, there are a lot of things that I want to add because it's, you know, it all works. It's fine. It's a great version one. And uh, as I say on that yearly review video, I was kind of floored by the number of people actually um, suggesting and, and predicting games and continuously doing it as well. So there's something there it should be added to and I think um, bringing in other rankings and making it easier to view other uh, predictions and, and, and more types of badges that you can win and achievements uh, just make it even more fun than it already is. So well done to Rob or Rustam. Rustam is uh, pretty much the Manchester City of the Odd Alerts uh, Predictions League. Certainly in the last few months, um, I think he might have won like 70% of the game weeks. We can see here, so the current game week, you've got Rocky0815 who is top. Uh, that's a new name. He has used all of his predictions. Darko, James, Albert. There's a few new names in this list, which is good to see. Actually, you've got Den here who is on a six game streak. If we try to view the predictions, um, we can't because it's near the end of the game week. We'll end with the prediction spotlight then. This is a collection of predictions from the users at the top end of the table and users that have been in the top 10% of users across the last month. So consistent performers in terms of the prediction ranking. So we'll just end the podcast by just reading out some of these predictions for you. There's a couple of BTTS no's on here. Um, Oldham versus Hartlepool BTTS no for 2.47 points. Queen of the South to beat Annan Athletic on Saturday. That's over evens as well. That user has won just under 60% of all their predictions as well. Uh, Queen of the South again, another prediction for that. A prediction for Aberdeen to win evens. Wolves, Everton, BTTS, no. That's certainly one that you could potentially see happening. Wolves scoring for fun though at the minute. Another BTTS, no, they're Luton, Chelsea. Bolton to beat Fleetwood. Um, I can see that happening and to be honest, looks like the probability model can as well, under evens in terms of the points you will receive. So that has been the predictions roundup for this week. Might add this into the podcast every week. Let me know what you think. And um, in general, if you've got any feedback on predictions, I would love to hear it. Thanks. So that has been the podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please do leave a review if you're on Spotify, Apple or SoundCloud, wherever you're listening. Um, I would really appreciate it if you told a friend or shared it somewhere. And um, as always, I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next one.